1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jenstad, joined, as always, by Andrew Laird. Uh, we are sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. We always appreciate them for that. If you could please rate or review the podcast, that'd be fantastic. Also, we uh, you know that goes a long way towards helping the podcast be found, uh, towards uh, you know, good ratings are always a good thing. So if you've been listening to us all year, you enjoyed the uh, the content, please do leave a bunch of stars and a nice comment. Uh, Andrew, it is week sixteen, the last like kind of real week of the season in terms of uh, fantasy football. How are you? What do you mean? Such a slight <laughs> to week I mean.
2: seventeen.
1: It really, uh, it really is. Although this year, there's a. Uh it looks like there might be a lot of teams that have to play Week Seventeen. There's a, especially in the NFC, like all the playoff teams, uh, none of them have solidified their slot quite mm-hmm. yet. Uh, we we could have a, a better Week Seventeen than most, but uh, I say that, and a bunch of teams will clinch and, and sit, guys.
2: But yeah. <laughs> it, it's
1: looking like it's looking like it might be better than most.
2: Yeah, I mean Week Seventeen <clears throat> DFS is better than like preseason DFS, so. It's not uh, like
1: and, and week week seventeen DFS is better than season long DFS. So DFS for week seventeen is actually actually uh, kind of fun sometimes.
2: You mean season long. Season long, <laughs> not season long DFS, right? Is that what I? Whatever uh, it is. I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. No, week seventeen DFS is better than people yes. who play season long leagues. Yes, that, yes, that, yes. That, that, they use week seventeen. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, teams yeah. that have their
1: their playoffs and finals in week seventeen and season long is is mind boggling.
2: I always thought the. I don't know if they still do it since I don't play season long anymore, but ESPN used to combine 16 and 17. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing? Come on. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't necessarily hate the two week playoff, but it should be 13, 14, 15, 16, not 16, 17.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: But what? Yeah.
2: That's why you play DFS. So, that is exactly why we play DFS and why football was kind of made for DFS. It, it, really. Football is not made for season long. Like,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> there's really no I reason. Fully, uh as I have, uh, as, I, as this world has morphed in, uh, into DFS and stuff, I, I fully agree on that one. I uh, I absolutely love the NFL for DFS.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's DFS sports betting are like 1A and 1B, and then it's, it's season long. Or it's not even season <laughs> long. It's Survivor, and then it's Pick'em League. Like, there's no season-long fantasy football, in the way that you can, like, play games around football is dead last. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Well, we've, we've now upset the listeners to all the other podcasts yeah, uh, that during the week, but... Uh, We'll jump into the DFS slate. Uh, we're going to hit the, the main slate. There are three games on Saturday. Uh, there's the uh, Texans and Buccaneers, the Bills and Patriots, which should be about seven to six. Um, and then the Rams the Rams and the 49ers in a, in a big game on Saturday night. So we're going to stick with the main slate. So we'll, we'll also miss the Chiefs game, uh, Chiefs and Bears, on Sunday night and the Packers-Vikings big game on Monday night. But it's a, a very interesting slate. Even if you take those five games off, we have an 11-game slate uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a good one. We have a, we have a couple of totals over 50 this week, which you know, last week we were lacking. Uh, we have the Saints and Titans over 50 and a half, and the Cardinals and Seahawks at 51. Uh, either of those games, Andrew, jump off the page to you as I want to stack these games right now.
2: Uh, it's crazy that like we're still in this world where the Titans are like a high scoring offense. I just would like not prepared for that at all. Um, the Titans, the Titans with Ryan Tannehill are high, yeah, yeah, yeah offense. totally, yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. It's it's actually that other game that I'm more hesitant about, just because uh, th- theoretically, like the Seahawks across the border, like great plays, but they're nine and a half point favorites, and so that yep. ultimately like pushes you towards Chris Carson, who delivered last week. For, like, I know the first you time uh, you ever. might you might owe him a a long a winded apology. Uh, well, let's see if uh, he can do this two weeks in a row. That's the only way that I'm going right. to to apologize, but. It- Uh, he was very helpful last week. I'll give him that. But um, yeah, the other game, you know, it's Saints on the road, which is not normally a situation we love to see. I mean, Michael Thomas is probably great anywhere, but I mean, those home road splits are are pretty drastic. Uh, He's just like amazing at home and then whatever is one step below amazing uh, on the road. So I think my guess is I'll I'll have more Seahawks than Titans. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree there. Although, it, 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 thinking with the Seahawks, you mentioned the 9.5-point spread, and they are a team that, if they do get ahead, they do take the foot off the gas in the, in the passing game, and they run the ball a ton. So we talk about you know, game script and all that kind of stuff, but the Seahawks are one team that, you know, if they do get up 14 to nothing. It, it definitely changes how they call plays.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in favor of Chris Carson, ideally in favor of Chris Carson, who we wow. don't get any sort of discount on this week.
1: Uh, no, he's uh, – la- last week was uh, – he was super chalky, and he, like you said, he delivered. But um, his price was too low last week. I mean, right. the first th- thing when you open the slate last week, it stuck out. You're like, oh, everybody's going to have Chris Carson. Yep. Anyway, one of those weeks when the chalk worked. But it, he was definitely mispriced last week. This week, uh, definitely priced up. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how he how he fits kind of with the rest of a roster. Uh, we also have some really low totals. We have the Giants at Redskins, uh, Washington Fair by 2.5. That one, that one's 42. Not too, too low, but we have two that are – really low. We have the Lions at Broncos. Lions at Broncos. Denver's favored by 7 in this game, too, but over under 38.5. We'll tell you all you need to know about what Vegas thinks of the Lions' offense this week. Yeah. Uh, And then we have the Steelers at your Jets. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Pittsburgh favored by 3. Over under of 37.5. Might be the lowest over under we've had on a a slate this year. I I can't remember a 36 anywhere.
2: I think that's actually up to 37.5, too. I think it was just a 37. there was yesterday, but uh, I mean, if you, if I gave you the slate and I was like, what's the lowest total like that, <laughs> that one's yeah. going to jump out at you. So you're uh, not, uh, you're not going out to that game to sit in the snow. Oh gosh. No, it's been a long time since I've gone to a jet <laughs> game and this is not going to be the one that gets me there.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one to sell. Like if you're going to that game, you're uh, you're pretty hardcore, uh, jets or Steelers.
2: It's probably going to look like Heinz field, to be honest, like with the way yeah, the Steelers fans travel and there, I don't know yeah. why any jets fans would go other than they're just diehards and but i'm gonna pass on that one
1: or somehow related to bilal powell maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the running backs now that i mentioned your boy bilal powell uh always at the top christian mccaffrey uh priced up above everybody else is always deservedly so he was a monster last week against seattle uh 19 carries for 87 yards two touchdowns also eight catches for 88 yards so he combined for 175 yards uh, the, the Panthers do have a quarterback switch this week. We've gone, we're have moving from Kyle Allen to Will Greer. Um, you know, so we don't know if he'll check down as much. Uh, scouting reports seem to think that Greer throws the ball deep a little bit uh, more than Kyle Allen did. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey's chasing records right now. He's trying for a 1000 thousand season. Uh, the targets last three weeks are 13, 12, and 10. Uh, I find it hard each week to poke holes at Christian McCaffrey just because it always delivers.
2: Yeah, that's – I mean – and it—he's it, always delivering, even if he's not scoring touchdowns. Like you get disappointed yep. when you're like, "Oh, only twenty-three points this week," which you know you're very <laughs> happy with from other guys. There's there are definitely like values uh, all over the place um, to make it easier to fit him in. Uh, so I, I don't think like his salary is going to be the reason that people don't play him. There are other expensive running backs that are in very good spots. I mean, we kind of had this last week with uh, Carson know. and Barkley and Dalvin cook had a good matchup. Although people at that point just paid up for McCaffrey, but um, there, there are guys to play this week um, that the the difficulty with McCaffrey uh, is less about, you know, whether he's a good play and more, it's like he takes up a spot from one of these other guys that you might want to play. We're a little bit cheaper, which is kind of seems like you're counter counterintuitive. Like you obviously like want the points from McCaffrey, but uh, yeah, the the quarterback change. Indianapolis defense is pretty good sometimes. So um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if he's going to be like overwhelmingly owned like he was last week.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be overwhelmingly owned. And you mentioned to me, uh, as we were talking beforehand, how many playable running backs there are this week. There are, As you go down the list, there's kind of different guys at price points. And there's a lot of guys you can make an argument for this week, uh, I think, but maybe more than, uh, than than we've seen since really early in the
2: season. For sure. And that doesn't mean that they're better than McCaffrey. Like, I think if you were like, course, no, how yeah. many points is everybody going to score? Like, McCaffrey's still going to be at the top of the list. But, um, you know, you get anywhere from a $1,600 discount to a, Four thousand dollar discount, uh, which you can use elsewhere. I mean, um there are some guys that you can pay up for at other positions. That obviously makes it a little tougher if you're playing McCaffrey. Uh, so, but I think he's still probably the the guy you want to pay up for.
1: Yeah. So moving down, you mentioned uh, the two guys over eight thousand on both DraftKings and FanDuel are Chris Carson and Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley finally. Busted out last week in a spot that he should have busted out against the Dolphins. Uh, 24 carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Also 31 yards on four catches with five targets. Another great matchup this week. He's at Washington. Um, you know, Miles Sanders killed Washington last week. 19 for 122. Aaron Jones had 134 yards week before. So clearly, this this Redskins uh, rush defense is is leaking oil right now pretty badly. And Barkley looks like he might finally be kind of figuring out on this offense. Uh, you know, maybe it's the Eli Manning thing. He played uh, played really well last week. And you mentioned Carson also. Monster last week, uh, 133 yards, two touchdowns as the as the chalk play at Carolina. Uh, Nick Chubb was big last week against Arizona, so Arizona's not starting anybody at the moment. Chris Carson gets a ton of touches when Rashad Penny has been out, so the games he's been out, he's, he's been really good. And now he's out for the season, so he's the guy. CJ Procyse is uh, you know not someone like Penny that can come in and steal carries, more of a, a third down kind of guy. Both guys look pretty good. Do you have a preference between the two? Is only a $200 price difference on DraftKings.
2: Uh, I want to side actually towards Carson, which, uh, feels crazy. I mean, (laughs) he had, uh, 22 carries for 104 yards, four catches for 41 in the first game that they played back in, in week four. Um, they're obviously big favorites. The idea is that they go up. Hopefully they go up because of him. And then they just kind of run him into the ground. Barkley, like last week, week 15 was the first time he had more than 20 carries in a game this season. Like, Uh like someone how, should be fired, right? Right, right. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was the first time he was over 100 yards since week two, uh, and not to say that like all of that is his fault, but to pay 8,300, we're you know, small sample size it sounds stupid because we obviously know who Barkley is, but I don't know you. You have to have this faith that the Giants saw what that what happened last week, and like, oh, this is what we should be doing. And they keep that going, whereas the Seahawks have at least a little bit more of a track record of actually using Carson. Um, playing, like, Team jammin'. I don't think works this week, McCaffrey, Carson, and Barkley. Like, I, I don't see that being a reasonable build only because of the paydown options. But um, I'm kind of in this boat where I'm looking at Carson, I'm looking at Barkley, and I'm thinking maybe I should just pay up for McCaffrey and, and skip both of them, um, which feels a little dangerous. But... I think Carson's probably the the play over Barkley for me, at least in cash games.
1: Yeah, I th- I think I agree with you there. I think I prefer Carson too. I just don't fully trust the Giants. And last week was a week where they got up on the Dolphins and they were able to run him. Uh, if they get uh, it's Washington, so they they might be up again. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a tough one. You just, the game script scares me a little bit. And with Carson home against Arizona, I just think that it's uh, he's gonna he's gonna fall into volume um, pretty easily in
2: that game. I mean that game also has, uh, a, has a total. It's ten points higher.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I was gonna say that it, it, it seems to be a little more of a back and forth. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard not to like Carson a lot this week, except for the fact that he is priced up. So I mean, he's. Right. I think I think he was seventy five or seventy four hundred on DraftKings last week. He's eighty five hundred this week. Eighty two hundred on Fanduel. Uh, Barkley's eighty eight hundred on Fanduel. So I definitely prefer Carson there. Um. So we drop down to the seven thousands. Uh, the first guy who jumps out to me is a guy that. I have not been able to figure out or time very well <laughs> all year. Is Leonard Fournette at the Falcons? Um, you know, every time I look at the name, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a good value. 7500 on Fanduel, 7200 on DraftKings. And then I look at Fournette. I mean, 3.3 yards per carry over the last six weeks. And that's a pretty significant amount of time to be to be averaging so few yards per carry. Uh, combined yards the last two week are 63 and 73. That's when you include the catches also. After he had those back to back nine catch games, we talked about a lot. He has eight total the last two a week. Um, you're better with Leonard Fournette than I am. So how do you feel about Fournette this week uh, in the Mercedes-Benz dome or whatever they call it these days?
2: It's actually really funny. I didn't think that's who you were going to say. Oh, all right. I thought you were going to talk about Alvin Kamara. Oh, God. He's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a gigantic sigh. Oh. Yeah. I'm I'm over Fournette. I'll put it that way. Like, oh, um, all right. I don't see a reason to think that he is that much better this week than – guys who are priced below him. I think there are at least two, maybe three, possibly four uh, guys that are cheaper that I have no interest. Like, I have I have no interest in Fournette this week. Like, I think he's he's in the consideration. Sure. But I think when you look at it, I, I was talking uh, to a few people in our uh, subscriber chat earlier today specifically about this how there's so many running backs that are available and I was like going through the list of guys that I think are realistically like cash game targets and I included Fournette on the list and then when I was looking at it I'm like he's probably last for me like for the price for the <laughs> matchup for the volume right. like I just I, he's I think he's firmly behind like Carson Barkley McCaffrey and we'll get to the guys who I think he's behind maybe maybe he's ahead of Kamara, but maybe not um so I don't know. It's uh, I think he's a, like a solid GPP play only because like he can have these big games, and Atlanta can be horrible at times. Like that's another thing of like you're now having to f- like figure out the Falcons, which um, I've gone sixteen <laughs> straight luck. weeks and I haven't figured them out yet. Whether I'm playing a guy against them or I'm playing them, you know, like I the Falcons uh, that whole division is like one that I just can't seem to get, um, despite like a few Fournette successes. So I just. I just don't see like how he fits in like a reasonable cash game build at that price when there are guys up below him and above him that are better.
1: Yeah. And this Atlanta defense seems to have flipped a switch since they're, since they're by in week nine, having a lot of running back over 70 yards since, uh, since that buy. So they're, they're a defense that uh, is not quite what we saw the first uh, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we look uh, It's still in the 7,000 junkies, but 8,000 in, in and dollars. Ezekiel Elliott and Derek Henry, uh, Derek Henry has been awesome all year but the workload has been limited a little bit the last couple of weeks in terms of his snaps uh, he's got that injury and they seem to be kind of be easing into him a little bit although he's still seeing a lot of touches last week that uh, was his first week under 100 yards over the last 5 games the first week he hadn't scored since week 8 for me this week with Henry it's really just matchup uh, the Saints have not allowed a 100 yard rusher since week 11 of 2017 <laughs> really do you know do you know who that was Week 11, 2017. I could give you 400 guesses and you wouldn't get it. Uh, Barry Sanders. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Sam- Samajay P. Ryan. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> 400 is last, even. Last,
1: last. yeah, exactly. Last 100-yard running back against the Saints. I think it's 36 games now.
2: Yeah. Um, the problem with Henry is because he doesn't catch any passes, like you need to get a touchdown, um, which yep. is wasn't a problem for the previous four weeks five weeks um but last week there was like 21 carries which was actually more than he had the week before and more than he had in week 12 and yet 86 yards he had one target didn't catch it and he didn't get in the end zone so 8.6 points on on DraftKings. um I mean I'm sure his touchdown odds are fine being at home but um I think Elliot probably makes more sense than Henry and I don't even really like Elliot that much
1: yeah I, I i've learned to really love derrick henry this year as he has uh, he's been really good all year this is just not the matchup that i want to pay up but he's off my list on FanDuel 8800 a little more to consider 7700 DraftKings, but like you said the pass catching um i just wish i had that going against this defense to kind of have an outlet to, to build the floor a little bit you mentioned zeke uh you know he has two touchdowns each of the last two weeks finally coming on a little bit in terms of scoring touchdowns tough run matchup though the eagles have only allowed two running backs all year over 70 yards i think it uh Eighty-seven hundred Fanduel, he's definitely a pass for me. Seventy-nine hundred Draft seems a little bit more of consideration, but uh, I think there's other guys I just like more this week.
2: Yeah, and I think that's like that makes him a fine GPP play. Like enough people Agreed. are like, I just don't like yeah. it that much. But um, the problem with that, like if you game stack that one, it's like, oh, let me get all the Eagles pass catchers, and it's like then you're going down a road you might not want to. So I don't know. We'll see. Ya. We'll see on that one. But yeah, I think this whole seven thousand range is kind of like a a dead zone for me.
1: As uh, as we'll see later, I do like uh, this game in a game stack, but not with Zeke. Okay,
2: that's
1: fair. Uh, you mentioned Alvin Kamara uh, still hasn't scored since week three. Uh, doesn't just doesn't look as explosive. I watched uh, obviously I watched this, a bunch of the Saints game last week, and every time I think I'm like, oh, here we go, big play from Kamara. It just doesn't happen, you know. Whether they're, and they're using him. I mean, he's uh, he, he's involved at the moment. He's uh, he's been pretty active over the last few weeks, and uh, I think we've kind of all waited for that breakout. That's just not coming, uh, you know, this last week he had 14 carries for 66 yards, five catches for 23 yards. Just they're not, I don't know if they're not using him in the same way. I don't know if he's not quite exposed to something's going on, but uh, doesn't look to the, pl- the same player right now that we, that we had the first half of the year before he got hurt and then, you know, maybe all of last season.
2: Yeah, it seemed like every, everyone on my Twitter timeline was like, he must be hurt because, like, yeah, this isn't Alvin Kamara. The cool thing about Kamara, which has absolutely nothing to do with fantasy, is I noticed that uh, when they're at home, uh, like it's always very loud in that dome anyway, but when Kamara yeah. gets the ball, it like gets like really quiet because people like get really excited for what he can do. And there's yeah. this like, you can like, you can really tell like the volume goes down and then there's just like this audible sigh from 80,000 people. Like when he gets tackled after two yards and like people <laughs> are just expect, like he, they've seen plenty of like highlight plays from Kamara and it's just like, just loads of disappointment this season. Yeah, I've definitely been
1: a disappointment here. I own him in season long, which I know you don't play, but he was my first-round pick. It has not worked out. Uh, Carlos Hyde was 25 for 104 yards on the Tennessee defense last week. They have allowed seven touchdowns to running backs the last six weeks. Kamara is priced down this week, especially on FanDuel. He's 1,500 less than Zeke, 1,600 less than Derrick Henry. Uh, He's right. uh, He's pretty close to them on drafting 7,500. So having said all that, uh, at the price this week, are you going to play Kamara? No. Me either.
2: Um, I think I finally if I think if,
1: I finally learned which which means he's going to score four touchdowns this week.
2: It just makes me wonder how much Latavius Murray is. He's not cheap enough. Yeah, is the answer. It's
1: weird, and you see Murray touch the ball, and you're like, oh, he kind of looks better than than Camara right now, which I never thought would happen.
2: Right, right. I mean, Camara always looks much better, in the, like when he's catching passes, like Camara in space oh, yeah, is where sure. you want him. Yeah. And I mean, eleven targets in the last two games. Um, when Drew Brees felt, it felt like he threw a 1,000 passes. So, um, Yes, but know.
1: every single one of them is to Michael Thomas. All to Michael Thomas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump down into the 6,000s on DraftKings, still in the 7,000s on, on FanDuel. Uh, this range is chock full of guys that I'm interested in. Um, I'll let you go first. Who's like your favorite guy in this range that you're going to be playing everywhere?
2: Um, the one guy that I was really interested in playing is somebody that I've loved all season is Joe Mixon. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how he suddenly, uh, like since week 10, has
2: been really, really good. Yeah, my fear uh, is that they get up and then they don't use him because it (laughs) seems like they only want to use him when they're down 30. And uh, somehow he still gets 25 carries for 150 yards. But um, in all seriousness, like home against, or I'm sorry, at Miami uh, at 6,600 with his volume. uh, And he even like gets a few targets per game. Like he's caught... um, like 10 of 11 targets in the last three games, which, you know, is not like huge volume, but it's good for a guy that we're also getting 20 to 25 carries with. So um, I think Mixon's like a great play uh, if he's healthy enough to play he popped up on the injury report on Thursday, which usually means he did something during practice, which certainly isn't ideal. And um, the last thing I want to do is like wonder if I should be playing uh, Gio Bernard. Uh, but I think I have I, I know the answer to that one right, exactly. Um, but I think Mixon is in a great spot, and the only reason I hesitate on Mixon is that I also love Marlon Mack, um, sixty two hundred on DraftKings. He doesn't catch any passes, uh, but they're playing Carolina, who gives up loads of touchdowns and yards and fantasy points to running backs all season, particularly of late. Uh, and the Colts are actually favored, so the idea is that uh, they'll be able to give Mack, like his actual uh, full production, which he uh, hasn't really gotten recently coming back from injury. And they got killed last week Um, when they were catching up the week before. So uh, I like both of those guys in this range. I, I fully agree
1: on Mixon. Uh, since week 10, he trails only Christian McCaffrey in both touches and yards across all uh, running backs in the NFL. And he's been playing some tougher matchups, too. So this one against Miami probably looks pretty good. But over 130 yards the last two weeks rushing, 75-plus yards in five of six games. I, I like Joe Mixon a lot, too. I have been going back and forth on Marlon Mack. Uh, the price is great. 6,200 on DraftKings, 7,300 on FanDuel. Just not productive since he's returned. 25 carries for 57 yards. But as you mentioned, they were, you know, kind of at the at Tampa Bay game got a little out of hand. I think that was 38 35. And then, like you mentioned, they got killed last week in New Orleans. So just kind of he got game scripted out last week. But you just got to love the matchup. I mean, everybody's killing them. We talked about it with Chris Carson last week. We're like, you know, this looks too easy. And it was 24 carries, 130 yards. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Brian Hill the week before. Darius Geisler and, and Andrea Peterson the week before that for 228 rushing yards combined between the two of them. Carolina is just a mess seven touchdowns to running backs the last three weeks. Uh, I guess the only concern would be, is there any, do you think that Indy kind of moves uh, between all the running backs and Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins get work? Or do you think that if they do get a lead and do get into this game, that Marlon Mack is kind of fed like he was early on the season?
2: Uh, I want to believe it's all Mac, right? I'll put it that yeah. way. I guess the, the other thing is we know it's mixing. Uh, so yes, if you're looking between those two, um, the concern for, for Mac doesn't really apply to Mixon, or at least it hasn't. So, yeah, there's there's some concern. I think that the odd thing is, is that when I started my lineups, I was like, maybe I could play both of these guys. And that opens up, like, decent salary. Like, I'm usually somebody, at least in cash games, who pays up at least for two running backs usually. Sometimes I pay up for three. And to get two in this range um, helps in other spots, except there's still somebody cheaper I'd rather play.
1: I think. Yeah, your uh, your three running back lineup was sweet last week.
2: I mean, I I mean, I always play three running backs. Uh, last week, yeah, it was uh, McCaffrey. No, Carson, I mean, you're, you're yeah, your yeah. your
1: three expensive running back. Yeah. Week, we, last week was nice, but yeah. uh, I give you give you props. You sent me your your lineup last week. That uh, the Greg Ward play was very lovely.
2: Well, yeah, getting Greg Ward and Chris Conley certainly helped. Um, I mean, I have to appreciate that those are ceiling games, so I got lucky in that respect. But the running backs at least delivered. It's not. You know, I didn't play Fournette, who was a total bust. So, that uh, that helped me. But yeah, I mean, th- like you said, there are solid plays in this range. Like I think Miles Sanders is still a decent yep, that play. That was the next one. Um, the volume worries me a little bit. He obviously had it last week, but uh, this game is what should be much closer. And I wonder if they're gonna, um, you know, continue to possibly use your boy Boston Scott. Um, <laughs> and then like Drake, I'm I don't see any reason to play Drake at Seattle. Although I do think he could be like a decent play. Like they keep him involved. Uh, only one target last week, but um, it just seems like he's the guy there. What do you do about the chargers? Oh, guys? Oh,
1: only one target is he's too busy scoring touchdowns. Well, to yeah, right. to <laughs>
2: exactly. From somebody For, like Kyler. And I, I was har- just off.
1: I of was, watch. I let you- traveling back from uh from uh, out of town last weekend so i uh i actually went media blackout uh, on some of the games i want to watch the 49ers game and, and not be spoiled i could not believe every time i looked up and the, the little ticker had Kenyon drake as four touchdowns i was like what the hell happened that game obviously i went back and watched it later but i, I saw that arizona with 38 points i was like wow Kyler murray time and it's uh it was uh drake going crazy
2: yeah i had murray in cash and i was like if if you told me before the slate, like the Cardinals are gonna play score thirty eight points, I'd be like, well right? Murray should be hundred percent owned. And uh like he was he was fine, but like it was come on. Come on. Yeah,
1: Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, uh, your boy Adam Gaze uh, is kind of uh losing uh losing reputation by the minute. Did he have like a good one? Like <laughs> Well when when he first was hired by Miami he did. He, he was, was kind of the offensive true. guy. He couldn't get Kenyon Drake on the field. It, it
2: It's crazy to me. Devontae Parker was terrible. Ryan Tannehill was terrible. In fairness, though, Peyton Manning never now, throws 50 touchdowns without Adam Gase, apparently.
1: Yeah, and now uh, now Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon Drake, and Devontae Parker are like the, the core of any good DFS lineup last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah.
2: they're going to be all pros soon. <laughs> uh, Do you touch the Chargers, yeah.
1: guys? That's uh, that's a tough one for me this week, and I you know I wish that if it was just one of them and that wasn't the other guy for sure I'd be in on that, but Melvin Gordon is really cheap this week. Yeah. He's fifty six hundred on DraftKings, seven thousand on FanDuel. He was kind of benched last week after the two fumbles. Nice game script this week. He's a guy that, you know, game script really uh, works there. They do have a quote-unquote home game this week against the Raiders, although they will not be a home game at all. It'll be a road game. But five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, He only had 25 snaps last week, but he was 22 for 108 against the Raiders in week 10. If they get up, you got to like Melvin Gordon this week. You know, Austin Eckler's also cheap at 6,100. Twelve touches again last week. He didn't score, but he still had thirteen point one points in DraftKings. But it just, it just when you have that number of touches, you need the touchdown so badly. He's so good that you know if you want to put him in a GPP lineup and kind of pivot off Mixon and uh, and Sanders and uh, and Marlon Mack, I could see it. I just don't. Uh, I, I hate playing a guy who's going to get twelve touches no matter how good he is. And I really think Austin is really good.
2: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like the the volume is just not reliable enough for either guy. Um, yeah, it was weird. Like, and obviously the game script worked against them, but it was like, if I told you that Melvin Gordon had seven carries, um, you'd be like, Oh, it must've been like a huge Eckler game. And Eckler had seven carries and it's like, Oh, they just got blown out and it didn't matter. But (laughs) the problem was it was a huge Vikings game. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, I think I'd be willing to take a risk on either one of them. So I wouldn't have to play Devontae Freeman though. That was uh, that was my
1: guy in the mix here is Devontae Freeman. Uh, nice game script against the defense in Jacksonville that has kind of given up. They were better against the Raiders last week, but uh, he did have 21 touches uh, in weeks uh, 13 and 14. Only 14 last week against San Francisco because they threw the ball to Julio Jones 117 times. Um, Jacksonville's been thrashed by running backs last six weeks, both rushing and receiving. The matchup here works, but uh, I find it t- tough to trust Devontae Freeman. Although a couple weeks ago we did, and he he played pretty well. Um, I don't know. I'm okay on him last this week, but uh, I'd probably go to, I would definitely go to Mixon first. I'd probably go to Sanders first. I'd probably go to Mac first. It's just, I think there's too many guys in this range for me to go to Freeman. I think I'd play Melvin Gordon at $400 less too.
2: What about, um, Philip Lindsay? Uh,
1: no, I think I'm finally off that one. I think he's, uh, he's screwed us enough times and he's actually was out. <laughs> he was out snapped by Royce Freeman last week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the biggest real concern to me. Joking aside, yeah, but like Detroit is terrible. They're terrible. But yeah, I agree with you. It's just the it, we, we have the same problem with all these guys that like once you get below Mixon, <clears throat> um, the volume is just questionable. And Max theoretically is there, but and, and Max is higher, I think, than Sanders and Eckler and Freeman and Gordon and Lindsey. But it's still not like really that reliable. Drake, we know. Well, we don't know, but we are expecting him to get most of the touches, but they're also yeah. almost double-digit underdogs. So uh, I'll stay away from that one, too.
1: Yeah, Lindsey's a lot cheaper than these guys. He's 5,300. I just uh, I look at the 23 snaps and seven carries last week. That definitely freaks me out. That was a weird game against Kansas City where they got down really quick early, and then it didn't really get blown out. The game just kind of lingered there for a while, but... Uh, the fact that, uh, the fact that Royce Freeman outsnapped him, I think it was 33 at 23 is enough that, uh, I'm scared enough by Lindsay to stay away this week.
2: Yeah. And I can stop beating around it, but like Deandre Washington is the reason why <laughs> yep. I don't think about these guys at all. Um, 4,000 against the chargers in this, uh, pseudo road game. Um, Josh Jacobs is out. So, uh, Washington had a huge game in the one, uh, instance where he took over, uh, at least huge for a backup running back. Um, Right. You know, he had 14 carries for 53 yards and touchdown, but he also caught six of seven targets for 43 yards. Uh, And at 4,000, like he's going to be the highest zone guy in cash games. Like no doubt.
1: Yeah. I I mean, you look at the number the 40 snaps in that week is the one that sticks out to me. Like he was clearly the guy that was on the field more than the other running backs with Jacobs was out.
2: Yeah. I see see no reason not to play him for every reason that you want to play a guy. Like he's cheap. The matchup is perfectly fine. He has the volume.
1: Yeah, I think the matchup is a little tougher than you do. I don't love going against the Chargers. They haven't allowed a running back over 80 yards since Week Eight. But I think with the with the targets should be there. He is a definitely a guy who can catch the ball in the backfield. I think it kind of builds a pretty nice floor. And for a guy with 4,000, it's hard to say that too often.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and this is like all comes back to McCaffrey. So like, if you can pay 14-1 for McCaffrey in Washington, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go McCaffrey, uh, but if
1: I if I don't, it'll be because I play you know two other you know kind of seven thousand eight thousand running backs, and then with 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 Washington also. I think all the builds I was messing with earlier this week they all kind of fell down to oh I got to stick Washington in the in the flex spot for four thousand kind of work from there.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no reason not to. Like I think if if you're really concerned that he's like a bust, um, then that's like that's obviously the reason not to play him, but, um. Like I think you're going to see a significant number of like uh, Washington McCaffrey lineups, and the yeah the difference now is if you don't play McCaffrey, uh, you know you could do Carson Barkley Washington, uh, and then you're skipping yep. that whole. So that's where I was. Where it's like if I'm not going to play McCaffrey, then do I want to spend up for both of the top the, the other two top guys with Washington? But then I'm not playing Mixon. I'm not playing Mac, uh, who I think. I think, like, I think Mixon deserves to be in the, like, in this Camara Fournette price range. And now, because he's so much cheaper, it's like, all right, well, am I, am I missing out on production that I think, like, I think he's underpriced? Um, So, do you do 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 Washington, Mixon, Barkley? Because then, at that point, you're missing out on Carson and McCaffrey. Um, Yep. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough combo like figuring out yeah, which team you I, actually want to play because you obviously have, you know, you're going to have uh, salary flexibility because of Washington uh, to use either on McCaffrey or pay up elsewhere.
1: Yeah, and he's uh, he, at 4000 on drafting. He just sticks out so much. He is uh, Washington that is 5600 on Fanduel. so at least he gets... A little bit closer to some of these other guys, like he's 600 less than Freeman. But, uh, you know, most of these other running backs are higher in Fandle, too. I think I think he's going to be pretty highly owned on both sides and in cash games, really highly owned.
2: Yeah, and it's not like we were going to play Jacobs at 6,700. Like, I think Jacobs right. is behind Mixon and behind Mack uh, if he was healthy. But if you if you're getting the Jacobs volume, and that's not—I mean, Washington is not Josh Jacobs, but he's also 2,700 less— um, yeah. so I, yeah, I, I, to me, to me, it's to me, it's really the fact
1: that those targets are going to be there. And that, uh, that, that builds that floor that, uh, I, I, I'm less concerned about a bus than I would, at, you know, most guys that get priced down here. I just, I think the fact that he catches passes and going to catch, you know, I'd say three or four catches are probably the floor. I mean, that just builds in such a nice start
2: to the week for, for Washington. Right. And anytime you think of like the Raiders, you're like, oh, well, Jalen Rashard is there and it's like, he has uh, eight targets in the last three games combined. Uh, and the, the one instance, and I hate to be like, well, though, every time we see it, but like the one instance we saw with Washington, like he, he stays on the field for these passing downs. And so uh, I don't know why. Yeah, we're still and you
1: look at, you days. look at that Jacobs game and, and, and Rashard had 24 snap to Washington's 40. So I mean, the fact that we have evidence of a game where Jacob sat and who, how the snap count laid out, uh, means a lot to me too. Yep. Let's jump into the uh, passing game, quarterbacks and wide receivers with first a note from our sponsor Yahoo Fantasy Sports. For sports for sports and betting fans in the New Jersey area, this is the moment you've been waiting for. Sports betting is available today on Yahoo Sports and the Yahoo Sports app, powered by BetMGM. Yahoo Sportsbook powered by BetMGM allows fans nationwide to view betting odds across a variety of sports, and users of legal age to bet in the state of New Jersey can click through the odds to place bets on BetMGM. New users 21 years or older in New Jersey can make their first $10 deposit and receive $100 in free bets. Go to betmgm.com slash yahoo to get started for full o- other terms and conditions. Also, Yahoo Daily Fantasy continues to launch new fantasy contests every day. Visit yahoo.com slash daily fantasy and enter an N- NFL, NBA, NHL contest today. Andrew, let's jump into the passing game. You, uh, We talked a little bit earlier off air. Uh, Lamar Jackson priced up this week for sure. He's, a, I think, $1,000 more on drafts than any other quarterback. And actually a thousand dollars more than any other quarterback on FanDuel also Obviously, he's been huge. Uh, four plus passing TDs in three of the last five weeks. He actually leads the NFL in passing touchdowns, which I don't think anybody thought, even if they loved Lamar Jackson going this year, that passing touchdowns would be the stat that he'd be leading in. Uh, he has 80 plus yards rushing in four of the last five. Um, it's just it's just monster stats everywhere. He's 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 huge. Uh, Cleveland has not allowed a 300 yard passer all year. I don't think that's what we're looking for Lamar anyway. But uh, you know, last six weeks they've only allowed multiple touchdown passes in one game. My big concern on Lamar Jackson this week is if they do get up, I think now that it's week 17, I think they may ease off the gas pedal in the second half on him.
2: Uh, yeah. What was it? last? Yeah, last Thursday with the Ravens-Jets game. I was, like, writing about it. And it's, like, I think it's crazy that he's leading the league in touchdown in touchdown passes if only because he's, like, 25th in pass attempts. And yeah, I know, it's crazy. Like, this, you know, 20th in passing yards. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like what he's been able to do. Um, I wrote in my article that like, if you are ever at some point this season, like, Oh, I would pay 10,000 for McCat for Lamar because his floor is so good. Like this is the week where DraftKings is like calling your bluff. Like, yep. (laughs) 8,000 is a lot for a quarterback when, yeah. And he's, he's 9,300 on Fandle too. He's priced way up there too. Um, and so, The matchup is like I don't think it matters like (laughs) I think we've learned that like the matchups don't matter with Lamar Jackson um he's just like McCaffrey in that respect and so it's really like do you have the extra thousand to spend on him and that's only a thousand to get to the next highest like I think if you're considering Russell Wilson I think you're actually better off just paying for for Lamar um and it's not like that's a an easy thing to do like oh I'll just find the thousand dollars but like right with the way that that Seattle game is likely to go they're a run heavy team that is expected to that's a nine and a half point favorite uh they're gonna run the ball a ton and like I just don't think the volume is there for Wilson and like he doesn't run enough to make up for that um like he's not Lamar where he can throw 28 times and rush for 90 and be fine uh, so then you yeah, start like Russell,
1: uh, Russell has, uh, hasn't been over 30 yards rushing. He's been over 30 yards. Rushing once in the last eight games. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I think they just, you know, it's better to have him not be exposed to getting hits in the open field. Whereas like guys just Absolutely. can't catch Lamar. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so then you're like, so if you're taking Je- Wilson out of the, out of consideration, they're like, all right, do I want to play breeze on the road in Tennessee? There's no way I'm playing Tannehill. I've said that every week, and it burns me every week. But like, I will not do it. Um, I will just find other ways to try to win. Uh, and he's he's priced up this week too. He's not no he longer he was priced super up cheap. last week too. And yeah. uh, you know, he was perfectly fine. But it's just like, I, ugh, no thanks. Um, Prescott's hurt, uh, and against the say against the Saints, no, right, right. Um, yeah. So Prescott's hurt, not like hurt enough to not play, uh, which is actually worse. Um, so the matchup is great against Philly, but I. I don't know if I really want to go there, but now you're... I I, I do. Okay, there you go. So 6400 uh, on DraftKings. It's a $1,600 difference from Lamar Jackson. Um, yep. And if you don't want to play Dak and you just keep going down, like now we're almost $2,000 that you're saving by not playing Lamar Jackson. Um, granted, the quarterbacks that you have to play are significantly lower in terms of floor and upside, but, um, but then all of that. Cause it's kind of like, well, maybe I don't actually want to play any of these guys. And that actually pushes you back up to Lamar and you're looking at Deandre Washington and you're like, Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting week in
1: that I, my first thought I looked at Lamar is like, Oh, was just too expensive. I love Lamar, but I don't think I'd do it this week. And then I dropped down. I'm like, I kind of poke holes in every other quarterback and you know, didn't get excited about too many guys. Um, I want to read injury reports uh, tomorrow, probably. Uh, we're taping this on Friday, so Saturday. But uh, I love Dak Prescott this week if he looks like he's good to go. And he looks like he's good to go right now, but I do worry with a shoulder injury. But I just think the Cowboys have faced a, a slew of really nasty past his last four weeks. they faced the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, and the Rams. And he still has 330 plus yards in four of his last six games. I think that facing the Eagles this week is going to look like facing a minor league team. It's just going to be <laughs> so different because they're. I mean, it, it's a big game, and the Eagles are have moments where they look good, but their secondary is not good. Their pass defense is not good. Has not been good all year. Uh, Dak Prescott, as long as he, you know, he says he's good to go. I'm going to read a little bit more. Dak and Amari is my favorite stack this week, and it's mm. not even close. Not even I, love close. Da- I love the I love the Dak Amari stack this week. I don't think it'll be. Overly popular, uh, Amari's priced down at sixty seven hundred. Uh, my favorite stack this week, and like I said, not not that close.
2: Okay, um, the the difficulty is that the the pool gets ugly like really fast. Like it after does. it's, it's stack, a, as as good as the running
1: back pool is, the quarterback pool gets tough.
2: It's it's really tough, and I mean a lot of it is that we're we're losing out on on Winston and Watson on the Saturday slate. Yep. <laughs> Um, L- L- Losing out on Jameis, I don't think that would be a bad thing, but it sure has been this year. Right, right. And so yeah. uh, when you look at it, you're like, you can play Matt Ryan against the Jaguars, and who knows what happens with the Falcons. Like, that's another one I just don't want to buy in. And it's like, do I really want to pay 6000 on DraftKings for Ryan Fitzpatrick or 5900 for Jacoby Brissett? And then you're like, oh, my God, these are actually the guys who are better than, you know, <laughs> it, unless you want to play, like, Philip Rivers against the Raiders, which, like... I don't know why you go, you would go into that thinking like, that's a great play. Carson Wentz has looked pretty good though. Um, Dallas is obviously a pretty strong matchup, but 5,800 for Wentz. I think I'm more likely to play than to, you know, play guys like drew Locke or, um, Minshew, if he's healthy enough to play or, um, may like I'm not going to play anybody this low. Uh, so I don't know. That puts me, I just feel like I'm eliminating pretty much everybody. Um, except Lamar Jackson.
1: So I was going to
2: say, so who are you? Are you going to just play Lamar then? Or who are you thinking about playing? Um, I think Lamar, I, I don't, I haven't gotten off Lamar. Um, but the rest of my team is pretty ugly. So I think I'm going to have to, um, but like, if I'm going to look at guys like, um, I'm not even looking at Darnold, but if I'm like in that rain, Dalton, uh, against Miami, um, Rivers or Wentz, like, am I just better off paying forty three hundred for Will Greer? <laughs> I figure you're to get there at some point.
1: Uh, you know, has good receivers. He's got DJ Moore. He's got Curtis Samuel. He has Christian McCaffrey. Uh, probably not the worst idea I've heard. I, I have I have no idea. You know what the real uh, the real upside of uh, of Will Greer is. But you look at scouting reports. You know, he's got a good arm. He was pretty good at West Virginia in college. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to punt, it's not the worst punt play we've had this year. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. I guess I shouldn't ignore Daniel Jones. Cause like, I don't know. I guess the, the giants are going to let him play. Um, if, he, if he's healthy enough to, um, but I don't know. Uh, I don't any, uh, any garden new Minshew love at 5,500. I think I'd rather play Greer.
1: Uh, yeah, that's the thing is you get down there like I just might as well save the 1200 bucks and, and call it
2: a day. Um, and, well, the crazy thing is Min- not, not only is it like 1200 from Minshew, but then I'm like my, the two quarterbacks I'm considering the most are 4300 and 8000 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And yet, I don't know if, I mean, Greer could be a disaster. Um, could be. So
1: and, uh, although he's going up against the defense, to give him four touchdown passes each of the last two weeks and 307 and 456 yards in those right. two games. Right. Yeah. You look at uh, Drew Brees and Jameis Winston have just killed Indy the last two weeks. They've given up multiple passing touchdowns in five straight weeks. Uh, so the matchup's really good for Greer. But like you said, I mean, there, there's no doubt
2: that could be a disaster. Yeah. And when you think of guys like Drew Brees and Jameis Winston, Will Greer is obviously right next on your list. It fits uh, fits right in there, but you know West Virginia, they were they were he
1: was a gunslinger there. They yep. threw the ball a lot. Uh, wasn't very good in the preseason. Uh, you know I don't know how much weight you put into that, but you know quarterbacks in the preseason trying to kind of win a job does matter a little bit. Um, I don't think I'm going there, but uh, at 4,300, uh, I don't hate it considering the the matchup and the talent around him.
2: I was gonna say if if you're somebody who like puts a lot of emphasis on matchup, Greer has to be in consideration.
1: Agreed. Uh, any, any Kyler Murray love this week in Seattle, 6,100 price down in draftings I just, uh, I don't think I could do it against the Seahawks.
2: Yeah. I don't have much interest there.
1: They haven't allowed more than two passing touchdowns in a game all season long. I thought you were going to say since like 2004. So that's actually
2: better
1: <laughs> than it <has. laughs> And it's funny because they've actually given up, uh, given up a good amount of yards, but they just haven't given up the passing touchdowns. You scroll through and it's just, uh. They've, uh, you know, for a defense that uh, really struggled early on. I mean, Andy Dalton had 418 yards against them week one. They've, uh, they've locked down pretty good. The yards are there, but uh, no, no, no three passing touchdown games all year long. Huh. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I was, uh, I, when I looked that up, I, I actually looked at it twice because I was surprised when I saw it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, uh,
2: that's enough for me. For, to As we were there.
1: going through, you mentioned Drew Brees quickly. He is on the road this week at Tennessee. Priced up uh, on FanDuel 8,200, 1,600 on DraftKings. Nine passing touchdowns the last two weeks. Over 300 yards in three of four. Three-plus passing touchdowns in four of his last five. Uh, is he a consideration for you? Uh, n- uh y-
2: Yes, I guess. Like I, um, I don't know. I just never feel like I need to play Drew Brees when they're on the road. And I feel like he's kind of priced as if they're at home. Not that I'm like, Oh, I'd rather pay Tannehill at 66, but like theoretically the quarterback for a pass heavy team on the, the team with the highest implied total this week, or excuse me, the the game with the highest total um, should get plenty of consideration. But um, at that point, well, not, not that like 1100 up to Lamar Jackson's easy, but I just feel like you'd rather i'd rather have lamar and know what i'm getting
1: yeah and for me i'd rather drop down to both dak and carson wentz i think so i think breeze kind of falls in that range where uh, i i can find guys i like just as much dropping down i you know i could go up to lamar too i think he's kind of in that range where like i like you said i just i I think i'd go in other ways right yeah so the receivers this week uh become an interesting group also but first uh before we get to receivers a note from our sponsor armchair quarterback Armchair Quarterback is a real-time game where you predict the next play during a live football broadcast. You know what the next play is going to be, predict it and earn points. Climb the leaderboard, increase your chances to win tickets and other prizes. It's the perfect way to make watching games more exciting. We have a special league for all RotoWire subscribers. We'll be posting the leaderboard online and mentioning them here. This week, we're playing the huge NFC North battle between the Vikings and Packers on Monday night, so jump on into that one. You can also form your own league with your fantasy friends. The full schedule and game information is available at armchairquarterback.com. Armchair quarterback, make every game bigger. Uh, so like uh, like running backs where you have the one guy at the top, it has definitely become that way with wide receivers here. Michael Thomas, 9,300 on DraftKings, 9,000 on FanDuel. Crazy, crazy resume. I won't flip through it all, but to eight games with double-digit catches is crazy. Uh, double-digit targets in nine of ten games is pretty wild. Tennessee's allowed 100 yards to a wide receiver in five of the last seven games. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had six catches for 119 yards last week. Um, so on the road, we mentioned we don't like the Saints nearly as much. But uh, how do you feel about Michael Thomas this week in Nashville?
2: The benefit to Thomas is that the other upper tier options are n- like nowhere near his quality. And so, yeah, um, say what you want about Julio Jones. But in um, like 20 targets last week, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, and yes. Yes. He scored in the last play. I admit that was the right call. Um I don't know. I I just I think Thomas is like rightfully the most expensive, but kind of like Lamar. If you're going to pay up, like why are you paying seventy six hundred for Tyler Lockett? Like I get it against Arizona, but the volume is just going to be pretty limited. AJ Brown has been incredible lately, um, but. Talking also... talk about
1: price bump though. He's 7,000 seven thousand now. Right.
2: Seven that yeah. right. he was fifty three hundred two weeks ago against the Raiders. <laughs> yep. And now he's seven thousand against New Orleans. Um but so like I just I can't do that with AJ Brown. Um I'd rather play DJ Moore, even though I know nothing like we don't know anything about how Will Greer will play with him, but I feel like he's a lot safer. Same with Amari Cooper. Um did uh did DJ Moore offend somebody at Fandle? What is he now? (laughs) 6,600.
1: Less than DraftKings, which, you know, doesn't usually happen. He's the same price as Zach Pascal and James Washington on Fandle. Seriously, what did G.J. Moore do that he doesn't get priced up ever at Fandle? It makes no sense to me. I mean, granted, I get the Will Greer thing. The Will Greer thing is a factor, but nine plus targets in eight to nine games, 75 yards or, or more in seven straight games. It is insane that he's only 1,600 FanDuel. I just don't get why he never gets moved up. Everybody else gets moved up. AJ Brown is 7,200. He got moved up. Why, I, I, DJ Moore, someone at FanDuel hates DJ Moore personally. It, it's the only explanation I have. Well, at least
2: we can benefit from that, I guess.
1: Uh, I suppose. And it, it's tough with Will Greer in there. We just don't know what we're getting, but it's just odd that uh, he's not in like the mid 7,000s.
2: Yeah, yeah. It is That is weird. Um,
1: Sorry. That's my weekly DJ Moore rant. We can no, no, on. no. That's good
2: is uh like do you think Amari Cooper is like the best play this week? Like do you think he's going to be the highest scoring wide receiver? Uh
1: I don't I wouldn't say that, but if you were going to give me Amari Cooper and you take Michael
2: Thomas out, I would make that bet. So 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 you do think that Michael Thomas is going to be the highest scoring wide receiver? I mean, if I were like making a bet in Vegas and I had to pick one, sure.
1: I just okay. think that the, the number of targets is so insane yeah. and they force the ball to him and they're trying to set a record. He's, he's going to pass uh, Marvin Harrison from those catches and the Saints love going after records. I, I fully get that. Um, I wouldn't be able to bet against Michael Thomas, but at, uh, if you give me Amari,
2: if you give me the rest of the field, my pick this week would be Amari Cooper. Do you know how many double digit catch games Michael Thomas has on the road this year? Oh, that's a really good question. I know he has
1: eight on the year total. I don't not know how many of those are on the road.
2: No, no, no. Just catches, not touchdowns.
1: Yeah, no, double-digit catches in a game. He has oh, eight yes. games with double-digit catches. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how many of those are on the road, though.
2: One. And it was in that week
1: two. Yeah, I, I was going to guess three and think that was kind of low. One is uh, one
2: of his seven double-digit catches games at home, then. At home, right. And the game that he didn't, oh, God. he had nine, and he caught... It was on nine targets for 95 yards against the Cowboys. Yeah, so he had 10, 10 catches on 13 targets for 89 yards in week two against the Rams. All and right. then the following week, they were at Seattle. He caught five of seven. At Jacksonville, eight of 12. And obviously, like, nine is very close to 10. This is just some stupid round number point that of I'm making here. Chicago, nine of 11. Tampa Bay, eight of 10. Atlanta, six of eight. That's uh, that's pretty wild.
1: That seven of the eight are at home, though. I mean, I know I get it's a it's a number. We're just picking the round number, but uh, that's uh, that's pretty wild. That one on the road is uh, lower than I would have guessed for sure. Right. Um. So he'll have. But they throw the ball to him every damn play. He'll he'll
2: have fourteen catches on Sunday, but
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at him as like quarter one that the game last week everybody's like oh if you play against Michael Thomas this week in your playoffs like you're done already. It's just yeah. it's uh it's crazy. They're gonna break the record this week for his catches. I I get that. But and Sean Payton's gonna throw to him every time. But uh, I, I just I love Amari Cooper this week. Um the, the the defenses he's faced the last four weeks, we mentioned him when we talked about Dak Prescott, but he's faced Stephon Gilmore he's faced Tredavious White he's faced uh, Jalen Ramsey like he has just run the gauntlet lately he's priced down on DraftKings at six thousand seven hundred. Eagles allowed the most pass yards per game to wide receiver ones this season. Uh, he was brutal last week. I get it. He was uh, he had one catch for 19 yards, but had 19 targets the two weeks before that. So it's not like he's out of the offense in any way. Uh, I love Amari Cooper this week. I think it's going to be 130, 140 yards. I think he's going to score uh, once or twice. Um, I just I can't get over how much uh, I love him at the price this week on DraftKings.
2: So the the top scoring wide receiver is a totally selfish wet, um, question because. I like had a lineup build where I didn't have 9,300 for a wide receiver, but I could take anybody else. And if I could have anybody Uh, else, who would you take? I take Amari
1: Cooper and I, I, I take him over Julio this week. I take him over Ty Lock and I take him over AJ Brown um, I like Devontae Parker a lot this week, but I'd take him. I just – there's not a name, if you take Michael Thomas off the board,
2: that I'd pick before Amari Cooper this week. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the list – again, we talked about this. Like, the list is missing a lot of guys that we're normally yeah. No DeAndre Hopkins, no Evan yep. – obviously no Evans, and no Godwin from injuries. But, like, they're not on the slate. So, usually you see – I mean, a lot of times we have those guys and Michael Thomas and Julio, and we're like, oh, okay. Whereas, like, yeah. Tyler Lockett is usually not the third highest priced wide <laughs> yeah. receiver. I mean, um, there's no, no Stefan
1: Diggs, no Tyreek Hill, no right. Debo Samuel, all the, uh, all the studs. <laughs> I,
2: exactly. I tried to slide, I tried exactly. to slide it and I couldn't even do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be Kendrick Bourne, <laughs> but I guess not. Um, oh, but yeah, it, I just, um, dude, damn. It, you know, you get to a point where you're like, it, whether Lockett is a good player or not, like 7,600 is a price based on the other players on the slate and not because oh. like he should be 7,600. And so... Um, it's, it's weird because I'm going through like, who are the guys who are going to be really highly owned? Uh, cause in cash games, like that's my, that's a big consideration for me. Like I, yeah. I don't want to miss on a guy who's highly owned and like going through the list. I just don't see any of these top guys other than maybe Thomas being highly owned. And even then, I don't think Thomas is gonna be so highly owned that you need to, that you need to have him um which is kind of the way with McCaffrey like I think there are ways to make up for it but Thomas not having Thomas worries me more than not having McCaffrey because I think there are other running backs who can make up for it whereas like just that volume I don't see anybody who can keep up with Thomas
1: Yeah I think that if you uh, if you had to, if you're asking me who the highest percentage wide receiver is in cash games and in GPP I think it's going to be Michael Thomas Still Thomas yeah um My concern is that as you make this case and you go down, I'm worried that Amari Cooper is going to be a higher percentage than I originally thought. Huh. You Just because you you kind of scroll down and nobody's going to play Tyler Lockett at 7600. I mean, nine targets last week, he had a huge game. But in a game where Seattle's going to – could very much run the ball the whole second half, he had 11 targets total the prior three weeks. I mean, it's just so up and down in that offense. If they get ahead, he's just not going to be involved. I just – I can't fathom paying 70 for it. And I love Tyler Lock. I think Tyler Lock is awesome. And he's going against Arizona. Great matchup. Could uh, could blow up. I just, I think the game script works out and that he's not a play for me at the price. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Do you think everybody's going to go Julio after the 20 targets?
2: No. I think it's more, I don't think.
1: Jacksonville sucks on defense.
2: Yeah, but like to play Julio in cash, you need like the perfect situation. And 8,000. It's just not, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, I guess nobody yeah, I mean, else is they, there, but like no Ridley and uh, I don't know. God bless them. If they do. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, Jack, Jackson was allowed seven touchdown passes the last four weeks,
1: 9.9 YPA over that stretch. They are really bad right now, but I agree. I think if you play Julio, I think you find the 1300 and good, just go up to Thomas and call it a day.
2: Yeah. 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 I just, I'm wondering more in the slightly lower range. Like, uh, I'm not going to play T Y Hilton. But like, Uh, no, it's a snap count is, is a problem. Yeah. The two guys that I love that I wish they had any other quarterbacks were Cortland Sutton and Terry McLaurin who have like these great matchups. And I mean, if, if they had Will Greer thrown to him, I'm sure I'd play (laughs) him, but, um, I don't know. Like is, are the quarterback situations bad enough for you to not play either of those guys? Well, if I'm gonna if
1: I'm gonna preach my Amari Cooper thing one more time, McLaurin had five catches for 103 yards on five targets from Dwayne Haskins against the same Eagles defense last week.
2: That touchdown catch, like I don't know how many guys make that catch. Um, McLaurin is absurdly good. Yeah, um, he's
1: really really good. I wish that uh, I wish he was a you know had a much a better quarterback throwing the ball to him, but. It's coming around a little bit. I mean, he's, he's he scored both the last two games uh, with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, they obviously went to college together, so they have some rapport there. It's uh, it's coming around a little bit. I mean, he's been really good, and the, the price is up this week. He's up to 6,200, but got to be in the mix, right, against the
2: Giants? I, I have to believe he is. Um, I mean, Sutton had 10 targets last week. Um, the problem is he only caught four of them, uh, and they're not really his fault, so— Cortland Sutton is really good
1: too. Yeah. I, I, the McLaurin and Sutton, I mean, they're just two guys that you just wish somebody else was throwing them the ball, but uh, Cortland Sutton has broken out. I mean, he's a really good player.
2: Yeah. The, I mean, if I obviously you have to worry about who's throwing these passes. So, like, if you're looking at those two, uh, you have to look at Sterling Shepard, even, even if it's Eli, but it's probably going to be Daniel Jones. I mean, he had he caught nine of 11 last week for 111. Um, I think Tyler Boyd makes total sense and should be in this range yep. um me too so like those those are two in this range at least that i'm like i probably should play them over mclaurin or sutton i'm probably closer to playing McLaurin than i am sutton but like i don't know i, I like all of these guys more than i like um more than i want to pay up for aj brown or locket or parker like that's where i uh,
1: full it Fully agree there. I love the 6,000 range this week. I think it's a, a spot that I'm going to have a lot of guys. And I mean, you look at Sutton against the Lions. I mean, they gave up 113 yards and three touchdowns to Bashad Perriman last week. uh Chris Godwin had 121 yards in like half a game before he got hurt. The Lions have given up 85 plus yards so whoever's here seven times in the last five weeks. I mean, they are just brutal right
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, there's even a guy I like a lot this week you didn't even, you didn't even mention is Keenan Allen against the Raiders, 6,300 on DraftKings. He's coming on a little bit, um, 68 yards or more in five straight games, eight-plus catches in three of five, double-digit targets in three of five. He's just priced down, especially in DraftKings, 6,300, a guy that is going to get a lot of targets, going to get a lot of catches. I mean, in a in full-point PPR going against the Raiders defense. I like Keenan Allen
2: this week a lot at 6,300, too. Uh, I'm going to call you out on this three of five. Please do. Um, are the other games that bad? Well, it's not that they're bad, but it's that two of those three were the oldest games, like week 10 and week 11. Um, So he has 20 targets, uh, 20 catches, excuse me, in the last three games. Um, So, like, this whole like coming on, like, I guess, like, his most productive game was last year. That's seven catches a game in the last three games. Yeah. Yeah. um, It ain't Michael Thomas, but it's not bad. That's true. That's true. They had to throw a ton last week because they were getting destroyed, uh, which, yeah, I don't know. It's I, true. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's not a
1: ceiling guy right no. now. He doesn't have 100 yards in the game since week three, and that concerns me. Lobe not really a huge touchdown guy either. I just think at those targets and catches, uh, I think I think he's underpriced at, at DraftKings, Fanduel 6700, uh, pretty low. Also, I like him there. I like him there too. Not quite as much without the full point PPR. Um, I just think the uh, I think for a guy this good, I think that the price is a little bit too low this week going against the Raiders.
2: That's fair. Uh, that that's fair. Uh, I, I'll skip. On.
1: But but if you think that, you could drop down to Mike Williams at five thousand on DraftKings and, yeah. and save the money, and you probably have a little more upside at least with the touchdowns. Yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this this range is tough. I mean, you got DJ Chark coming back at 6,300. You got you mentioned Sterling Shepard, 6,100. There are just a lot of options. Kenny Galladay wouldn't even mention 6,500. And everybody's worried about wide receiver ones against Denver. But, I mean, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns last week. DeAndre Hopkins, 120 twenty touchdown the week before. Keenan Allen, 68 in a touchdown before that. Stephon Diggs, 121 in a touchdown. In the last four weeks, wide receiver ones have been killing Denver.
2: Which is crazy because, like, that's – like, that used to be their strong suit. Um, right. That's
1: that. That's Chris Harris and everybody else in that right. secondary. I just, uh, David Blau uh, scares There's me a, a little bit. Gallad- yeah, Galladay's been targeted five, four, and five times the last three weeks. I love Kenny Galladay, but the volume is not there right now. The quarterback's not there. At least if you got a bad quarterback, I-, I want some volume attached to it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Um...
1: And, I mean, at the top of the 6,000, we mentioned D.J. Moore, Devontae Parker. I mean, Devontae Parker returned last week two touchdowns. The Bengals struggle mightily with the deep ball, which is Devontae Parker's specialty. I mean, they shut down the New England wide receivers last week, but, you know, that's no tough task these days. But wide receivers were over 75 yards seven straight weeks prior to that, including a 220-yard game to Cooper Cup. I mean, I can make the case for, like, seven or eight guys in this range. It's a pretty wild mid-range wide receiver week this week.
0: Yeah,
2: and the reasons you don't want to play certain guys is more about their quarterback than it is about like themselves. Yep. So, yeah, it's a busy range that um, you're kind of not in if you play McCaffrey and Thomas or Jackson. Yeah, because then you got to drop. You then you got to drop down. You mentioned Tyler Boyd at fifty eight hundred on DraftKings,
1: sixty hundred Fanduel. Uh, Miami, you know, it's just it's not good. They lead the NFL with twenty four touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers. He has twenty three targets over the last three weeks. He was only three twenty six last week, but that's against New England, and we kind of throw out uh, stats against Stefan Gilmore in the New England secondary. Uh, Miami's allowed a hundred yard receiver in five straight games. That's uh, that's pretty wild. If you told me it was fifteen, I would have believed you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I guess they played
2: the Jets twice, so maybe not. Oh, there is that.
1: Hey, Robbie Anderson could do that. He can. He can. Jameis and or two touchdowns last week.
2: That's right. That's right. Including one of the worst drops oh, yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Like, guy has 80 yards and two touchdowns. You're like, but he had the worst drop ever.
2: It was, I mean, it, thankfully he like made up for it. Like, he was wide open in the end zone and clearly was like trying to make sure his feet were in. And just, like, looked away right. and dropped. The, he was wide open. Just dropped the ball. And on the <laughs> next play, made this, like, ridiculous catch in the end zone, keeping his feet in. And it was like, you know, the standard response was like, oh, why didn't you just, you know, you make the, the, make the difficult catch, but you can't make the easy one. Um, right. Which is really a microcosm of just being a Jets fan. <laughs> Every week we get some microcosm of a Jets fan, and they're, they're never good. Never.
1: Christian Kirk is a guy that got make a decision on. He's priced down this week fifty six hundred on DraftKings fifty nine hundred fifty nine hundred on Fanduel. He's really really low on Fanduel. Um, only five targets last week, but he was averaging about nine per game the four weeks before that. Could be a nice game script for Kirk. Uh, they are at uh, at Seattle. They are big underdogs. They should be throwing the ball in the second half. He's really cheap. Uh, DJ Moore was really good against the the Seahawks in week 15, uh, both Robert Woods and Cooper cup were good in week 14. So we mentioned Seattle doesn't give up a lot of passing touchdowns, but they do give up a, a decent amount of yards. Uh, do you like Christian Kirk at all this week?
2: Not enough. Um, I think the guys yeah. a little above him, like Boyd are better and you could even go down Gallup or, um, James Washington, I think is perfectly fine, uh, in this range. And so I'd probably play those guys over Kirk just because of the matchup.
1: Uh, what about uh, on the cheaper side? You know, last week we had a ton of guys that kind of emerged with wide receiver uh, injuries. You mentioned uh, you, you played Greg Ward. He's still really cheap this week on Fan of yeah. forty two hundred nine target each, each of the last two weeks. Um, he was uh, seven for sixty one and a touchdown last week at Washington. The matchup this week against the Cowboys is tougher, but yeah, I think this game could be a little more back and forth than people think. I think that the Eagles are going to have to score to win this game. Uh, are you going back to Greg Ward Greg Ward this week at forty two hundred?
2: Yeah, I definitely might. I mean. The, they just don't have a ton of guys who are catching passes. And, um, so I think he makes sense more than like, I don't know if you're going to play Chris Conley again, if, if Chark is returns, although I think if Chark sits out, Conley's fine again. Um, agreed. I think you can make a case, um, for golden Tate, although I'm not like overly enthusiastic about it. And I feel the, the exact same way about Danny Amendola. Um, even though the Denver defense, although we were just talking about, would perfectly fine to play Galladay. Um, but I think Ward kind of sticks out as like a, a fairly loud, cheap option to play because you're not having to rely on uh, your boy, Tim Patrick or Dontrell <laughs> Inman making some sort of return or, you know, splash. Or, so that's where I am. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, Amandale had 13 targets yeah. last week. Is eight and eight. Before so that. He's annoying. got, what, 20? 29 targets last three weeks he really is annoying um very little upside even with a to 102 yards and not a touchdown the eight target weeks he had 32 and 34 yards I just I can't go there uh, my other cheap guy I want to ask you about uh Stephen Sims oh, yeah. for the Redskins uh, against against the Giants 4,000 on DraftKings 5,700 FanDuel 11 targets last week he had 5 for 45 and a touchdown he's 18 targets last week this is a really good matchup uh I'm a little bit interested in Steven Sims here I think uh, I think I might be going with him at four thousand drafting in some GPPs.
2: yeah i I think he's definitely worth worth thinking about um it's funny when you like look at Washington and you're like the targets are there um so you have to think of like what the realistic catch percentage is for guys who are trying to catch passes from dwayne haskins and so Sims answered that last week by catching five of eleven and it's like well if he gets eleven <laughs> exactly. again Right. Uh-huh. I'm not expecting eight catches. I have to expect, well, five. And so, uh, but at 4,000, like I think, uh, I think he's fine. Yeah, for sure.
1: Anybody else cheap wide receiver wise that you're considering?
2: Uh, not really. I think those guys were kind of the cheapest. Like if Chark yeah, doesn't obviously. play, I think some people look at Keelan Cole again, but uh, that's not, a, not where I'm heading. And so, um, I don't know. Alex Erickson from the Bengals is like, okay. One he had six yards on five targets last week. So there's a, uh, and he's Andy Dalton's <laughs> not the worst quarterback in the world. So he's up there, but he's not the he's worst. not. I, oh, know, I think say, there are worse. Uh,
1: there are there are definitely worse at the yeah. moment. It, uh, quarterbacking is uh, is pretty rough right, right
2: now. Right. Not everybody can be Will Greer.
1: That is uh, that is true. The Will the Will, it's Will Greer week. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. The best thing about uh, about Erickson last week, you mentioned the one catches, one catch for, five, or for six yards on five targets. He also had one fumble.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Good game.
1: Good game. <laughs> nice game. Uh, so tight ends this week, I think, starts with uh, with Zach Ertz. He is uh, 6,400 on DraftKings, 6,900 on FanDuel. He's just become a monster target guy with Alshon Jeffrey out with all the injuries the Eagles have at receiver Nelson Aguilar out. He's out five of six games with double-digit targets. The only game he didn't go over 10 was the one game that Alshon Jeffrey played. He's just kind of the main target for Carson Wentz right now. I think he's a lot more interesting on Fandle, where the the, the tight ends are really uh, packed together uh, price-wise. You look at like Hunter Henry and Zach is $800 difference on Fandle, and they are $1,700 difference on DraftKings. So I think the the more expensive tight ends is more interesting to me on Fanduel this week, and I, I think Ertz is the guy if I'm going to pay up uh, that, that I'm going to have in my lineup.
2: Yeah, the only other one that I considered paying up for was Mark Andrews and Volume-wise, like, Ertz is still just so much ahead of him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think Ertz is, is the clear, like, top guy. Um, but you obviously have to pay for him. Uh, Darren mm-hmm. Waller had 10 targets last week. He had a monster game, 100 yards in two of the last three. Um but, I worry I worry a little bit there with Hunter
1: Renfro back that takes him underneath targets. Sure. I really liked Waller once Renfro went out. I think that uh, he loses a few targets there. It's kind of a, the the pass routes that he's running is is the the ones that Renfro's going to be uh, running also.
2: Yeah, I think most people in that range are going to play Ertz anyway. Um Yeah. So I think I mean the, the guys that I was looking at were Ertz uh Austin Hooper because like 4400. Why why is he 4400? I don't I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, and so I think that's one that's worth taking advantage of. And then, yeah, in, in bright bold on my sheet right now. Right. And, uh, Jacob Hollister, 4,200 isn't bad, uh, but he's playing Arizona. Arizona so he obviously has yep. to be in consideration. And yep. then, um, I think you could look at Dallas Goddard at 4,100. Uh, he's eight, seven, six, and six targets in the last few games. And so at 41, that's pretty good because you, again, like, if it's going to be Goddard, Ertz and Greg Ward uh, yep. I think that's that's perfectly fine to play and I, I mean the other guys below it I think are like you can make cases for them but I don't think any of them um are that strong plays that um like Ian Thomas for some reason like never moves uh maybe he's not like that great but like and who knows what Will Greer will do with Ian Thomas but 3100 for You've, no, al- you've already
1: told me, what well, Girl's is going to do great things with everybody.
2: That's right. That's right. I guess you'd play Olsen anyway, <laughs> but maybe that's why you don't play Thomas. But I don't know. That none of these guys, like, jump out at me that I'm like, oh, I should play Mike Gusecki at 3,600 on DraftKings. And, um, like, those guys are close enough to that Hooper, Hollister, Goddard group that if you're not playing Ertz, I think you're probably playing one of those three guys.
1: Yeah, that's that's really where I landed this week, too. It's uh, it's Ertz, maybe a little bit of Waller at the top, and then, you know, maybe some Andrews. But, um Hooper, uh, Hooper and Hollister, forty-four hundred to forty-two hundred is kind of where I landed. Also, uh, you know, we we talked about Jack Doyle a couple weeks ago, and you know, he had that one really good game, but only two catches each of the last two games. I don't think I'm going there. Only fifty yard, only over fifty yards twice all year, and he has ten games under thirty yards. He just, <laughs> it just the upside is so minimal there. Even that week that he went off, like it's just it frustrating because that was the week that everybody liked him, but uh, I just I don't see it there. Last guy I'm going to ask you about though is Hunter Henry. He is uh, against the Raiders, 4,700 drafting. He's priced way down the, uh, from these top guys. 6,100 on FanDuel. He's he's priced kind of among these guys there. But on DraftKings, you know, quiet the last three weeks. He has two catches each of the game. He's priced way down. Um, any interest in going back to back to Henry this week and with the hopes that maybe he gets more involved?
2: Not really. I'd rather take a shot at Hooper. Yeah. Like I, I don't see it.
1: That's kind of where I went too. I, I, I'm interested in kind of a, in a GPP, you know, he's, he's obviously talented, but just not involved. And I just, I find it hard not to go down 300 a Hooper. Like you said, uh, six targets last week, just missed a late touchdown. Some people think that it should have been a touchdown. It was kind of a controversial call, but no Calvin Ridley. I mean, Julio Jones had 20 targets last week. That's not going to happen again. He's obviously gonna be active, but, um, you know, I target twelve targets for Hooper in the last two games is pretty good. Jacksonville gave up one hundred twenty-two yards to Darren Waller last week. He had two touchdowns to Hunter Henry and Virgil Green in Week fourteen. I just, I think the Hooper Hooper at home this week against Jacksonville. I just, I think he's priced too low. I think he's going to be, I think he's gonna be popular, but I think I'm going to go to him in a lot of lineups.
2: Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, with Ridley out, uh, that only helps. And so, I mean, if Julio t- sits, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but if Julio sits, my god,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think he's gonna to play too, but yeah, that would be that would be a pretty good spot there. I mean, you mentioned Hollister against Arizona, forty two hundred. He's been quietly under fifty yards and no touchdowns the last four weeks. Uh, but it's you know, it's tight, tight ends against Arizona. I think I prefer Hooper though.
2: What do you think about Ertz versus the other six K wide receivers? Like, if I really want to play Hooper uh, in GPP, am I better off playing Hooper and Ertz or like Hooper and Sutton? McLaurin, Galladay, Amari Cooper—that range.
1: It's interesting in cash games because Ertz has that floor that you really, you really like and you really want. In a GPP, I'm definitely going with the wide receiver. I just think the upside's uh, more appealing. Um, but I could see, uh, I could see two wide receivers in in a cash or two tight ends in a cash lineup. I'd probably go. Uh, I, like, I'd like go Amari Cooper over Ertz for sure. So if you're going to compare those I go that way, I'd probably go DJ Moore too. But if you're already playing those guys, uh, Ertz, Galladay, or, you know, Ertz, uh,
2: whoever else you said there, Sutton, um, that's pretty darn close. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no way I'll ever not play through running backs in cash. I don't want to say never, right. but like very rarely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the two tight ends, like it's weird because just what you said, like the upside – for one of them really isn't high enough for GPPs. And yet I'm not going to do it in cash. So there's really like no real spot to play two tight ends.
1: Yeah. It's just hard. Cause like I said, I, I agree with the three running back thing, especially in cash. It's hard to ever get away from that in the flex. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certain weeks where the kind of the, the numbers and, and, and prices match up, but most weeks I'm going three running, uh, running back in that flex spot.
2: Yeah. I think I've gone 15 weeks with it and I doubt I'm changing this week.
1: Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, defense this week. Um, I think the top defense everybody's going to like. Uh, Denver is 5,000 on Fanduel, only 3,500 on DraftKings, but they have nine sacks last two weeks going against David Blau. Uh, Detroit's allowed 15 sacks last four weeks. They have 10 turnovers last four weeks. Uh, everything on paper looks like a pretty good spot for this Denver defense.
2: Yep, yep, I like that call.
1: Anybody you like uh, super cheap this week? I think, I think a lot of people like uh, Baltimore, but they're priced up. Um they've only the Browns have only allowed one sack on the four last five. I don't think I'm gonna go there for the price up. But is there anybody uh you like on the cheap side this week?
2: Uh I always try to like convince myself that one of these teams is good. Um the, <laughs> the one that I tried the most was the Jaguars at twenty two hundred on DraftKings. Um nine sacks in the last three games. They also only had one turnover in that span, which um you usually need to turn the ball over to score some fantasy points. So I didn't really love that. I thought about the Raiders at twenty three hundred. Um, the Titans, Cardinals, and Browns really weren't a consideration for me at all. Um, and then you get in that Eagles Cowboys game, which um, I don't I can't remember if you said earlier. You think that one might not necessarily shoot out, but there might be a little more back and forth in that one. And so, yeah, I'm going. I'm going over in that game. Yeah. So I mean, if they're, I, like, I think it's like, I think it's like forty
1: six. I like the over.
2: Yeah. Um, so I don't know the. Panthers against uh, the Colts, like Brissette doesn't really turn it over like that much, and the Panthers are just so bad at this point. Like, I feel like there's really no like jump out defense this week. Where I'm just trying to play the Jaguars, if only because I hate the Falcons so much for costing me so much money this season, <laughs> and maybe this is the week that it I get my karma back.
1: How about uh, how about the Redskins at twenty eight hundred on on DraftKings? Uh. What's the reason to play them over the Giants? Uh, the fact they have 19 sacks over the last four weeks, and Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. Yeah. Um, okay, I get it. I I actually like this defense this week. I just think I think the sacks are coming on. I mean, they got big sack numbers over the last four weeks, like I mentioned. And I just think if you're going to go under three thousand, you're looking for like kind of that punt option. Uh, They're probably my favorite this week. They had a six-sack game against Detroit, a seven-sack game against Carolina. They sacked Aaron Rodgers four times a couple weeks ago. Um, You know, they're they're forcing a few turnovers. They had that four-turnover game against Detroit. I think that, I don't know, Daniel Jones had a ton of turnovers when he was playing. I just think that he forced some stuff. If I'm going under 3,000, that's probably the spot. But I wanted to ask you, uh, at 3,000, any love for the Jets uh, going against uh, Duck Hodges and his four interceptions last week? Uh,
2: not really. <laughs> not really. I can't talk you can't talk you into the Jets, huh? Uh, I actually like the Jets defense like as a unit. Like I think they're fine. Um, But I mean, not, not really. I'd probably rather play the Redskins. Yeah. That's how I'll put it. Like rather play the yeah, Redskins. I would, really, I, really, I would too. Yeah. I think the Redskins and are I'd good. Probably uh, the weird thing about the go Redskins go. though, like you're talking about how much they're, Getting like they're getting sacks and Jones turns the ball over. Uh, Jones actually has like a higher sack rate than Eli Manning, and it feels like Eli Manning's always on the ground. Um, so <laughs> you, some, sometimes he's not even touched and he jumps down the. That's right. Too. That's right. I think there was a finger yeah. sack last week. Uh, he lo- maybe he, lo- he loves that play. <laughs> yeah, so I like that call. I, I didn't think about the Redskins enough.
1: Yeah, the, if I'm going under three thousand, in my play. If I'm going a little bit more expensive, I think it's Denver at thirty five hundred. I think they're going to be and probably going to be popular, but that's probably my favorite play. Um, I like them more than than Baltimore at four thousand. I like them more than Pittsburgh at thirty nine hundred. Should be popular uh, the, against the Jets. Uh, Indy against your boy Will Greer at thirty three hundred might be a little interesting, but they only have one sack the last two weeks. They've uh, Carolina's allowed a lot of sacks though. They've allowed twenty two sacks the last five weeks. It is Will Greer, you know. As 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 gunslinger as he may be, you know that usually leads to a uh, a few turnovers. So I think India at thirty three hundred is appealing. They're forty eight hundred on Fanduel, not quite as appealing there. Um, I think Redskins on Fandle at thirty five hundred is, is a good play too. They're a big price discount from the top teams, but uh, yeah, Denver, and Washington for me on DraftKings, and probably Washington, and uh, I don't know who else on Fanduel. It's tough to tough to pay up this week.
2: Yeah, I mean if you play the Colts, you just hope that. Um you get that Jameis game where they had 11 points, but he threw five, four or five touchdowns. And so, yeah,
1: exactly. Obviously that's uh, that's going to
2: happen with Will Greer. So,
1: (laughs) so anybody else, uh, you
2: want to talk about anything else on this uh, slate you want to discuss? No, I, I'm like now officially worried of how much I am looking at Will Greer. This this podcast is the opposite of helping me. (laughs) Just, uh, just go Dak Amari and call it a day. We'll be Uh, good.
1: We'll see. Uh, Um, so, yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football podcast, both today and all season long. Uh, I'm Scott Jensen. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Scott Jensen. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he is at RotoWire Andrew. We also thank Yahoo Fantasy Sports for their sponsorship all season long. Other than that, we hope everybody has a great week, Week 16. And unlike many leagues, we will be back at you at Week 17. We look forward to breaking down that slate. We may get some interesting names, but uh, we look forward to that. Hope everybody has a great Week 16, and more importantly, a great uh, great holiday uh, holiday week. We'll be back at you next week. Take care.
2: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.